Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox. I'm the Compliance Evangelist, and I'd like to welcome you to this special five-part podcast series sponsored by Affiliated Monitors, which celebrates Affiliated Monitors' 15 years in business as the first entity specializing in independent integrity monitoring. Founded in 2004, Affiliated Monitors provides independent integrity monitoring and ethics and compliance assessments nationally and internationally and across almost all industries. With its knowledge of effective ethics and compliance programs and cultures, Affiliated Monitors is respected for its work as the corporate monitor on matters ranging from multinational corporations to small and mid-sized companies and even individuals. Having served in nearly 750 monitorships, no one has more experience as an independent monitor than the team at Affiliated Monitors. For more information on how an independent monitor can help improve your company's ethics and compliance programs, visit this podcast series sponsor, Affiliated Monitors, at www.affiliatedmonitors.com. Over this five-part series of Why Culture Matters, I'm joined by Jay Rosen, the Vice President of Business Development at Affiliated Monitors, who is the sponsor of this podcast series. Corporate culture exists in a space between what an organization professes and what it does. It is important to pay attention to corporate culture as disconnects in this reality can be quite costly. Think about the continued imbroglio around Wells Fargo. In this series, Jay and I will be exploring key aspects of corporate culture, including why it matters, what influences culture, the CCO's role in culture, assessing culture, and how to use that information to improve culture. I know you will find this series very useful and quite enjoyable for every compliance professional. In this episode four, we take up the question of how a company assesses its own culture. This series is a special presentation of the Compliance Podcast Network. Thank you for listening. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, back with Jay Rosen, uh, Vice President of Business Development at Affiliated Monitors. We are in part four of our five-part podcast series on why culture matters. Today, we're going to take up the, uh, if not difficult, question that is often asked, which is how does a company assess its culture? So, Jay, first of all, uh, welcome back. Thanks, Tom. Uh, I'm looking forward to today's podcast. And uh, you are asking a great question about how does a company assess its culture? And first of all, we should consider whether our company is able to perform a self-assessment of its own culture, or whether it should engage a truly independent professional to do this assessment. From our perspective at Affiliated Monitors, both approaches are completely valid, but each has a slightly different focus. The self-assessment is really more like an ongoing monitoring process. In this scenario, a company has the responsibility to monitor its own workforce and culture literally on a day-to-day basis. The ongoing monitoring and oversight is critical to being able to manage what is a very normal ebb and flow of culture within an organization. Cultures are dependent upon people, and people come and go in companies, and that can influence culture. The market and financial stress can influence the culture and what happens within the company. These are all things that a company should track and monitor. When an, in, when an external independent monitor comes into the picture, a company can generate a broader picture of where its culture exists. Many employees, from our experience, are more willing to open up to an independent outsider rather than someone in their own organization. 
Sadly, many leaders do not know their own workforce as well as they should because they don't get out of the office and interact with them. Such leaders tend to only rely upon filtered information and reports, which do not necessarily represent the true culture or even the way people might feel in their jobs. Such leaders are unfortunately depending on hope and not the facts on the ground as they might be shared with an independent outside assessor. Jay, uh, one of the things that has been a consistent theme literally throughout the entire um, podcast series that I've done with you and your colleagues at Affiliated Monitors has been the term independent integrity monitor. And it strikes me that that phrase is even more critical in the assessment of culture. I was wondering if you might uh, give a few words about why having that true independent uh, come in and do a culture assessment is not only so critical, but actually can be a very powerful tool for an organization. Yeah, good good question, Tom. So um, let's first of all take a look at some of the ways that we can consider culture in an organization, and I'll circle back. Um, some of the tools that can be used both in an independent oversight assessment as well as an internal one are employee surveys, conversations, visits to field operations, Surveys can be useful tools as they allow an organization to take the temperature of what's going on in the company, but there's often a missed opportunity to include specifically targeted questions about culture and the ethical posture of a company. These need to be a two-way conversation to get a true understanding. Often leaders don't understand how they're being perceived and where their employees are receiving mixed messages. So um, what happens is you can send out a survey and people may actually answer it as to how they feel or they may give the answers that they think that management and uh, the compliance function wants to hear. But our experience at AMI is when we get out as an independent resource, number one, the employees think, you know what, my bosses really care about what I think because they've provided an opportunity for somebody who's not part of the organization to come speak with me. And under this conversation, there is no pressure to give the quote, right, unquote, answer. But we find that even with being in the room with people, sometimes we will do one-on-one interviews. Sometimes we'll do focus groups with a broad swath of people from the organization. We just find that people are more at ease and they're better able to speak up. And and that kind of brings me to the speak up culture. Is there a comfort level for employees to raise issues, questions, or identify misconduct up through their managers? Or is there a feel, a fear rather, that they may be retaliated against? And I think by bringing in the independent resource, that really allows you an opportunity to gather a lot more information that is not shaded one way or the other, but it's actually reflective of how your employees feel. Jay, uh, I had a, a friend who is on several boards of directors in uh, on the audit committee. He's a CPA type, and he continually uh, tells me that he's concerned about asymmetrical information, meaning that he's not sure the information he gets on the board is really what the facts on the ground are. And it strikes me that the, the tactic of bringing a independent integrity monitor in for a culture assessment really can have the additional benefit 
of giving senior management all the way up to the board unfiltered information and that many leaders do not know their own workforce. And I suppose Wells Fargo uh, is as good an example as any at the time of the uh, fine and penalty of the fraudulent accounts scandal. It was clear there was a very big disconnect between what the CEO, John Stump, uh, believed and what the facts were on the ground. I was wondering uh, what your thoughts might be about the the benefit to actually for senior management and leadership of having an independent integrity monitor. Yeah. So this problem that you just introduced can be further exacerbated in organizations where you just said where employees do not trust the company. They will tell the company what the company, what they believe the company wants to hear on surveys rather than be honest. This means that employee survey results are skewed because employees don't trust the confidentiality of the survey and are telling the company only what they want and expect to hear. This makes it even more challenging to understand what may be happening in your organization. Now let's take a look at multinational or cultural organizations and see what differences must be considered when assessing a global company. There can be vast cultural differences which come into account around helplines, reporting, and even disrespecting of disrespect of the supervisor. This means that one must fine-tune a cultural survey to get a good understanding of the company's culture and obtain meaningful metrics. In these situations, there are other metrics you can look at, consider the data and the cases of employees coming forward and saying that something just doesn't look right without being anonymous. By gauging the type of comfort level in surveys and even focus groups, this can be helpful, most particularly an external independent when an external sorry, when an external independent third party is involved. The bottom line is that it's helpful to take the temperature of your employees internally by regular monitoring of your company to understand the culture and what needs to be done. However, employers are not going to be as honest and forthcoming with someone in their company as they would be with an independent third party. This is because employees are almost always afraid of the potential blowback from their superiors. So, Jay, unfortunately, we are uh, getting close to the end of our time, but it sounds like to me the bottom line here is it's incredibly helpful in taking the temperature of your of your employees internally to bring in an independent integrity monitor, but it may be as equally helpful in reporting that uh, temperature of the employees up to senior management by having the same tactic, that being an independent integrity monitor. Yeah, I I think one of the things that we're able to do is uh, communicate that up and down the chain of command. And whereas a CCO may have issues with the board, may have issues with other departments, if the reports, if the news is brought in by an independent third party, we have the ability to uh, kind of be isolated out of the chain of command. So whatever we say, we don't mind if we personally take, uh, you know, own up to it because it's our information that we found. So we found uh, when the, we have that uh, relationship with the compliance function within a company that we can sometimes help them bring up uh, situations or problems with the board that they could not only bring up on their own, but really come in with that independence, which would allow the, bur- the board to receive this information with more of an open mind. 
Well, Jay, unfortunately, now we are at the end of our time, but I hope our listeners will join us tomorrow for our concluding podcast in this series where we take a look at how ethical culture is part of an overall ethics and compliance assessment. Jay, I look forward to concluding our conversation. Thanks, Tom. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox again. I'd like to thank you for listening to this episode of our new five-part series on why culture matters. This series has been sponsored by Affiliated Monitors, and I'm joined throughout this series by Jay Rosen, the Vice President of Business Development at Affiliated Monitors. If you have any questions of Jay, you can reach him at jrosen at affiliatedmonitors.com. You can reach me at tfox at tfoxlaw.com. I hope you'll join us again for another episode of Why Culture Matters. This special five-part podcast series has been a special presentation of the Compliance Podcast Network. Thanks for listening. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.